0: All or Nothing podcast, Tuesday, November 30th, Chris Lynn, joined by Ken Sweeten. Got a double feature this week. Back at it again. Yep. Quickly. Yep. We've done more podcasts this week than we've done in a while. Well, we fell behind. We need to make up for lost
1: time. We so we're going we're gonna to do two in one day.
2: Maybe people don't want to be on your show. Oh, jeez. See?
0: Oh. Unbelievable. He's, I'm, I'm I didn't even get a chance
2: suggestion. to introduce I didn't even get a suggestion. chance to introduce I mean, him I I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe it's a fact or maybe it's I didn't. Not
0: or, so ladies and gentlemen on our podcast, the gentleman speaking, Coach Scott Burrell. Coach Scott Burrell, welcome to the podcast, All or Nothing podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm Head excited. coach, seven years. Yes. We also have with us junior Ewan Coleman. It's good to be here. How you doing? I'm good.
2: i great
3: actually.
0: Normally there's some conversation that goes on. We introduce you guys, but Coach Burrell... Uh, Jumped
2: a gun.
3: That's okay. <laughs> I
0: mean, we were going to talk to you anyway, so I guess it doesn't make that much of a difference. We're glad to have you guys here. Lots to talk about. We got a huge game coming up on Wednesday. Long overdue. This is the second season.
1: We never, we didn't have Coach Burrell the first time through. Well, yeah. time we out. We didn't. Time out. That, I, don't,
0: I don't. pick the people that come yeah. to the podcast. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't make, the, I, didn't make see, the cut. I, I don't pick them. You, you see, see the does either, the, It's a group yeah, effort,
1: yeah. and it's always a team effort until until I'm just <laughs> my man
0: can point the finger at I, me. I, and listen, that's you that's get, what it ultimately
1: comes out you, to your
0: time. job is to get the guests. I'm just here to 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 talk. So you're saying you're
2: the talent? He's just the clearly the Booker. Clearly the talent. he likes to refer to himself as the talent. As the talent,
1: <laughs> his podcast he tells people. I think the viewers, would, the
0: viewers might agree with that, or the listeners, I should say, not the viewers. I think if they were I viewers. Think, no one would. Watch I think you're me. taking
1: some liberties because
0: your co-host isn't <laughs> in the room right now. That's true. Jay Torriano, we miss him. Hopefully, he's coming back soon. He's just too busy. Too busy working. He's
1: doing real work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, let's well. get into it. Let's talk some Southern hoops. I'm ready. Owls two and two on the year
2: so far, and Coach Burrell, how's the season going so, so, so to date? Uh, we've we've it's not bad. I mean, it, it could be worse. It could be better. Um, we start off slow in a couple games, and uh, the last two games we start off slow and finish slow. But we got to get out, come out to a great start for every game, and uh, not get behind. Use all our energy trying to come back in every game, and if we come out to a better start on Wednesday, um, hopefully we'll have a better result. You've got some players on your team. Yeah, you, you definitely have some talent on that team.
1: I was talking to to Eulena, you know, before before we uh, we started up here, and and you've got a lot of playmakers on your team, and, and guys have been hitting shots when you need them to be. And, and, and talk about that
2: a little bit. Yeah, I mean, everybody's been stepping up at different times, and that's why, why probably why we're even struggling at times. We need guys, everybody, be on the same page, making shots at the same time, and that's how you get runs, and that's how you build leads, and that's how you're successful. It just we haven't had. Everybody on the same page at the same time. Um, Young fellas are playing well. Aaron Russell's playing well. Eulen's playing well in a few games. Uh, We all struggled last game. You know, CJ's playing well. Struggled last game. Lyron's played well. I think, like I said, we all struggled last game. So if we get everybody on the same page to play, um, to do their part uh, in each game, we'll be fine.
1: It seems in my time that I've been here working with the team, you've been kind of snake bit. You've had to deal with some major injuries including a big one right here. Yeah. You know, you have a, an all any 10 talent in yulin and Eulen. You know, let's, let's talk about the season you, you miss. You start off the year, you have a season ending injury. And, and what's it been like the last two years trying to get back on the court?
3: Uh, it's been a tricky road, uh, you know, recovering, you know, we came, I came back junior year. I was still hurt. I was eager to play. I wanted to come back and play though. I thought I was going to get clear by like December of that year, come back and play. But the doctor kind of pushed me back. He said I wasn't ready. So that was kind of like a tough mental hurdle for me to, like, know that, like, I was going to have to sit out the full year. But um, I started to, like, play a little bit, came back. I got cleared in March to start playing again, and then we got sent home. So that was just, like, a shocker for me. It was real tough because, like, it was just – it was like a new setting for everybody's COVID, so we're in the very beginning of it. Everyone's so scared. And it was just – it was a difficult time, but – uh you know, I started getting in the gym and just working my way back, trying to get to this point where now we're here in the season. I mean, you know, I'm grateful to be here, but, you know, like Coach said, we could definitely be playing better, and uh, I could be playing better. So I'm just grateful to be in this spot and uh, looking forward to Wednesday. I can't
1: imagine what it was like to, to lose a year to injury and then have to lose a year to the pandemic. And and it's difficult and something, we you know, a lot of people have dealt with, but, but you especially, you missed the last two years. You haven't,
3: yeah. you haven't stepped out and competed. Is it is the game different? Does it feel different now for you? Uh, no, I think I've gotten, like, a lot wiser, and, um, you know, I've been able to, like, watch and look at the game, so I feel like I've gotten, like, the game isn't faster, but, I don't know, I think it's a little rust and, uh, just, uh, I don't know, a little anxiousness, probably, you know, I was excited for the season to start and then for it to come. We're here now, though, <laughs> we're 2-2, two and two, and I'm just looking looking forward to it, but I know Coach is a little hot, because...
2: No, no. I I just think it's like I've dealt with a lot of injuries in my playing time. When everybody else is working on their games, you're rehabbing. Right. And then with COVID, you can work on your game all you want, one-on-one or or with an instructor. But the only way you're going to get better is playing in reps of a game with five-on-five, the speed Mm -hmm. of a tempo of a game, the adrenaline, the, the, the physicality. All that comes into play of coming back from his injury. So, I mean, it, it, he's going to take some time for him to fully get back in the swing, his conditioning, his mental uh, uh, preparation for a game, his mental awareness in the game. All that takes, uh, all that comes back in time. So, I mean, there's no rush, but hopefully sooner than later it comes and, you know, he'll be back in, in the swing of things. Yeah. I remember the coaches have sitting around going, oh, man, if we had Eulen." <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes shots. we had Eulen yeah. in the lineup right now. Yeah, he makes shots and he's a big wing. So, I mean, it's it's like 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 you said, we talked about, we, last couple of years if we had you we'd have been a lot better. Right. But even this year, we have two guys out for the year. We have we have some injuries now with our team. We have some sicknesses on our team, so we're, we're right now we're beat up as well. So we just gotta try to mend each other, mend our, our team, and try to get ready for Wednesday's game. We were talking about the
1: league before before you came in here. The, just the way the conference is laid out right now, it, it's kind of all over the place. It almost feels like everyone's trying to feel their way through the early part of the season. I, I, I know you know you, you guys keep up on the scores, you look at the standings and everything, if, if just to have a feel for. But what, what do you
2: what do you see out there? A lot of rust from a lot of teams. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, seriously. I mean, uh, some teams played more than others last year. Um, some teams practice more than others, but. We didn't really have a lot of time to practice it last year because of COVID and the season being canceled. A bunch of guys, new guys joining each other, only practicing for six weeks when they got here and trying to figure out who they are, what what they can do on the court, and how we're going to be good as a team. So I think it's just learning each other and getting better as, as, as time goes on.
1: You're moving out of that phase of just mm-hmm. practicing, and now it's game competition and preparing on a weekly basis.
3: Like Coach said, it's definitely different because like the rigors of in season is so much different than anything else that like comes before it. Like coach said, like we're dealing with injuries and stuff and that's kind of like been something that has gone on like in the past before. And it's just like being mentally tough and like weathering that storm. Like, you know, like coach said, we have some people out right now. That's out for the season, but we also have people that, you know, got like some nagging injuries, some sickness. It's just about people stepping up and this is like a good time for, you know, some of the younger guys to like get good reps and step up and show that they can kind of do things. But it's it's tough finding that transition because, like you said, last year we didn't play. So you got young guys coming in that like they're trying to figure out their role still, and they're trying to figure out things to do. And sometimes that can be hard. But I know we just got to keep pushing forward, and people are going to learn. So what's I your know. what's your role? Are you leader in this, Are you the leader on this team? Yeah, I would say so. Yes. So how do you approach that? Um, I feel like I haven't been doing the best job, to be honest. Uh, I could definitely have more energy, and it's just about being consistent every day. Like if I'm consistent as the head. Then everyone else is gonna come and follow after that. But it's just about having energy every day, being disciplined and just listening to coach and, you know, executing the schemes that they're providing to us. That's really it though. It's just about playing hard though and just wanting to win. I feel like I could be doing better at that, to be honest.
0: So Ulan, the last time you stepped on the court in, in a uniform prior to this year, there were only three people on that team right now that were on that team when you played. What's that been like? I mean that's a that's I mean, between COVID and like you said, the injury year it's, there's been a lot of change. What's that been like having
3: a whole team of new people? It's odd to be honest. It's just like <laughs> you go from being like I was really considered like a young guy on the team back then which I would say now which is so <laughs> odd like but like three years ago like, I was a young guy and then now like I'm, a, I'm the old guy on the team. I'm the leader and it's just like it's a it's a really different thing because none of those people that I play with like they're not here anymore so it's just like I think CJ's left. I think I played with CJ. I never played with Isaiah until this year. And then Zach, maybe, but I mean, it's just a new roster. But it's just—it's all about coming together and just building chemistry and working together. So we just gotta build. But it's definitely—it's definitely different,
2: definitely. Oh, do, you, do
1: you see that as, as uh, some of the guys still trying to figure their figure their
2: way out? Oh yeah, like Yulon said, and like you guys said, it's—and I didn't think about it as much. We, three guys that Yulon played with um, are on the team still. So I means it's, it's—we have six freshmen or five freshmen. It, it it's, it's a total new, new team, so everybody has to learn each other. And with guys in and out because of injury or, or sickness, it makes it even tougher to, to bond and gel. But we gotta, we got to find a way to do it yeah, and, and find a way to be su- successful.
0: Let's talk about uh, Wednesday night, New Haven. Big game. You excited for it?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, it's always circled on your calendar. No, but, I mean, it's just a big <laughs> game, and it's an opportunity to redeem ourselves, So, and it's against a rival, so like, you, can't, you can't ask for anything better than that right there.
0: So they are, and and we were talking about this uh, in in our other podcast um, with some of the women's basketball players about how New Haven just has a different vibe no matter what program it is, whether it's football or volleyball. When you play New Haven, it just brings a different vibe to the campus, like to the field house. It's going to be rocking that night. And, you know, your your career high in points was against New Haven. Um,
3: What's it going to be like playing against them uh, Wednesday night? A lot of energy. That's my main focus, coming out with a lot of energy and just being ready to compete, play for 40 minutes, playing hard. That's what we need to do. That's last that's, that's number one. We need to play as hard as possible for 40 minutes, and uh, we'll come up with the W. But that's that's the number one. If we play hard, we'll be good. Coach Bro, what's it like for
0: you this week, trying to keep your guys mentally focused for this game? Like I said, because it just because it does bring something a little different yeah. than than a normal game would.
2: Well, I, I think it's easy for us to focus because number one, we lost two in a row in our last outing. It was a disappointment for everyone, and so I mean, we got to come down with a fair. We got to come out with a little fear in our minds and and play relentless. Um, play extremely hard, and, and play smart. But but uh, like you said, playing a rival game against against New Haven, it always brings out a little bit more. Um, no matter, like, they lost three in a row, we lost two in a row, both teams are going to compete like they're undefeated because that's the way it is when you play against New Haven. Um, and we expect them to give their best shot. We're going to give our best shot. That game always feels
1: like there's a little extra there. The guys are hitting a little harder underneath the block, they're pushing a little bit more and, and everyone's trying to make a big shot in that game. Is there is there that talk about the, about the locker room at all going into that? I, I know you're trying to keep them focused on the game plan well, but but like is there any, any vibe about that that game in particular?
3: Uh just knowing that it's a rival, like you never want to lose to like a team that's in your city. Like that's just not a that's not a good feeling like losing like that. Technically not in our city. Not yeah, right? they're, they're exactly. So <laughs> they they're in West be, Haven. Denver so it's like, of West Haven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you just you don't want to lose a game like that. Like that's just like the bragging rights for the year. Like being able to be New Haven. Like they definitely not coming here and being us. Like that's just something that we just can't allow. Got to play hard and so like, yeah, it's just something always extra on that game. You want that bragging rights. Like you want to be able to say like, this is your city. Like this is your city for the year.
1: So yeah. Wednesday night is whiteout night for the for uh, James Moore Field House. We're we're trying to pack the house first 250 through the door. Getting an official owl towel, courtesy of the nice. Blue Crew. Um, we're we're trying to you know join different partnerships around campus and get get everybody involved to have a bigger game day environment here. How important is that? Is that game day environment to to you as a it's, coach and to you as a player?
2: Yeah, it's it's huge. You especially at home, you want the atmosphere atmosphere to be rocking. You want your kids to come on the court because sometimes you don't have that energy. But if the fans are there, they can give you the energy, that boost that you need. Because it's tough to be out there on the court every day and compete. But, uh, you know, we need the atmosphere to be rocking. We need the energy to be in a positive energy, and our kids need to feed off it and go out there and play as hard as they can for their school and for the for fans that are at the game.
0: And, and for our, our listeners, I, I, if you haven't been in the field house before, it's, it's a unique experience. It's not a traditional gym where – you know, you got four walls close to one another where you can get it really loud and rock. And I mean, in order for it to be loud in here, you have to absolutely pack this place. And and we've all been here when it's been like that, and yeah. it's electric when it's packed and people are going crazy. And it's just, uh, it's 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 a very unique atmosphere to watch a basketball game, and especially
1: you know, a game like Wednesday night. You know, we'll give you a chance to give a shout to the the campus community
3: now. Like, what what do you what do you want from them on Wednesday? Uh, pack the house. We need a lot of energy. This is. First game in two years, like, we need everybody there. We need it to be loud, rocking, and just show that, like, you know, for us is to show that, like, you know, Southern's here, we're here to play, and we want that kind of atmosphere all the time. So if we provide a good performance and we come up with a victory, then it's just going to build. And, you know, hopefully the crowd is like that all the time instead of just in rivalry games. So that's what we want to build, man. We want to show the fans that, you know, we compete hard and that we play and that we win so they can keep coming out and keep supporting. Scott, what does an ideal game look like to you? Like, when, when,
1: when you when you feel good about a game, like what's happening on the court?
2: We're talking. We're communicating to each other on defense. We're we're reacting to loose balls, rebounding. We're we're in front of the other team, and when I say that, I mean like everything. We we're leading. We're we're the first ones to loose ball. We're the ones hitting first. We're the ones uh, getting defensive stops first. All the little things that build up to making your team a winning team. Shots will come. Uh, but at the defensive end, it's where you win games. Because, I mean, like I said, we're averaging 80 points a game. We need defensive stops to win games, and uh, we haven't gotten those yet the, yet this year. So who's, who's been really stepping up their, their play when you I mean, need them to? I mean, I think all the older guys have been stepping up offensively. I, I just think Aaron Russell is probably the newest guy who hasn't – we haven't seen him play in a college game yet until this year. So, I mean, he's averaging, what, 12 points a game, something like that. So he's probably the only one that surprised us to be having success. Uh, at, the, at the offensive end, offensive end, we just need him to be able to uh, play a little better defense and, and maybe rebound a little bit more because one thing we are struggling on the off- on the on the boards and we need more team rebounding.
0: So Yulin, let's talk about Coach Burrell for a second. Um, it's not every day that uh, you get to come on the basketball court and be coached by you know a, a UConn great, uh, someone who played in the NBA and, and won a, an NBA World Championship. What do you take out uh, from practice every day from Coach Burrell or from games? I mean obviously he knows what it takes to get to
3: a certain place. So what do you guys take away from that? Man, it's just, it's a lot to take in because like coaches, coach has done it at like the highest possible level that you could do it at. So like, it's really a blessing to be able to like hear him talk and just like be in his presence because like he's a great a great coach and he's just a great player also. So like, that's like, that's like a two for one. And I don't know, like coaches always just challenge me and that's always been like the the key thing that I just like, it's just I, like I've always had, like my father was like a big influence in my life, always challenged me. But coach Like he's always on me, always challenging me to be better and better, and he wants me to be the best player possible. So like I really I I can't speak more highly on that. Like he's always challenging me to be the best player that I can be, and he's not just settling. So that's like the best thing that you guys for in a coach.
0: Coach, like we said, this is your uh, your seventh year here at Southern. Uh, You were an assistant at Quinnipiac. How is your time at Quinnipiac playing professionally? um, Your time at UConn with. Um, you know, obviously a great coach in Jim Calhoun. How has that prepared you to, to coach here, and what have you taken away that you've really you've really
2: used here? I've probably taken a piece of everywhere I've been, put put me in the place as a coach now, as head coach now. You can't be as tough as Coach Calhoun, but you can be as mentally smart the way you go about practice and dealing with kids every day. Um, he was really demanding, and uh, he got the most out of us at UConn. Um, but then your time in the NBA, you learn from different coaches, how to, you know, try to get kids to respond. At the same time, making it, obviously in the NBA, the players kind of dictate the league, but understanding how leadership works. If you have great leadership on your team by your players, the coaches don't have to be the leaders or have to be the heavy hand and and disciplining people and and making practice harder or or easier because your leaders are going to do that. And, uh, you know, playing with Chicago, you had three, four Hall of Famers that helped lead that team to greatness. And you're watching those guys practice every day, watching them compete every day, you learn so much from those guys, and, and, you know, you try to pass it on, but how many people want to accept it uh, or, 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 or want that push, that, that, that hard coaching? So it's, it's, it's a fine line of going too far or uh, getting the most out of your players.
0: So, Coach Burrell, let's, uh, let's throw one little thing out there. Throw, uh, it, throw it. The New York Jets. Oh, God. The New York Jets, uh, for those listeners, we bring them up every once in a while. Karanja King oh. works in my room, a diehard New York Jets fan.
2: Mm-hmm. So he, said know- that, he said they're going to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> he said this eight weeks ago. He said it a long, long time ago, though. But it doesn't look like, like look like that's happening.
0: For those that don't know your wife, Janae, she works for the New York Jets. She's well, a she, side- work,
2: she works for SNY. SNY. She, co- she
0: covers the Jets. Covers yeah. the Jets. Yep. So that's got to be a pretty cool experience um, for you to have uh, your wife cover professional sports organization. You played for professional sports. So you guys must have some pretty good banter at home when it comes to uh, professional sports, no?
2: Yeah, we, we do. I mean, we talk about the Jets all the time. And yep. It's just like... And I understand where she's coming from. It's hard to interview people after a loss. You sure. know, people don't want to talk. Um, but she does a great job of getting guys to speak and, and just talk about what happened in today's game and what happened, what's going on with the season. And, but, but when teams lose, it's really hard to get guys to speak. Sure. But, but the best part about it is, <laughs> on last, two, last Wednesday, me and her had competing shows at the same time at 7 o'clock. She did her Jets um, her jet show, but then I did the, the pregame jo- show for the Nets, Halftime show for the Nets and the post game for the Nets on Wednesday at 7 o'clock. So we both had, and she had a monitor up for her show and my <laughs> show. For uh, I did it for the Yes Network. So it was funny having uh, competing um, uh, telecasts at the same time for me and her. Was she giving you, like, pointers and stuff? Or oh, she did bit? beforehand. <laughs> what, 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 she, oh, she helped me out big time. Oh, she definitely helped me because um, she has her own show. So, I mean, it's just, it, it, she knows what she's doing. So she definitely. And she told me to go shadow. I, I covered for Frank Isola. And I covered Frank for Frank three times just to watch him. Do his uh, work, see him work on a on set. And it definitely helped me. So she's, yeah, she definitely helped me do that.
0: So, and let's talk about um, your finance major. Are you going to major in finance? Yeah, I'm a finance major. Yeah. So smart what man, is it, smart man. What is it like? Um, and, and we had this conversation a ton, me and Ken, about a student athlete is such an unusual position to be in because you're expected to do everything that a regular student is. And then you have the demand of college athletics being put on top of that. How do you manage your time? How do you deal with all that? I mean, most students can barely manage their, their school schedule as it is in a social life. How do you manage all that?
3: It's just about being disciplined and just knowing, like, what your priorities are. Like, you got to get it done in the classroom or else you can't play. So, I mean, it really doesn't get really any further than that. Like, you got to take care of academics. And I would, I would say, like, the biggest part of that in college is just, like, like finding something that you actually enjoy learning and, like, learning about so that school isn't that hard for you and that you enjoy you know sometimes going to class and stuff like that not sometimes but going to class and you know interacting and doing the work so i mean i, li- I like the finance rate like the finance games program so not that hard do, do i was talking need- to you before before we
1: jumped on and i you know i asked him what his major was and, and i said what do you want to do and he says i'm not really sure right now i'm just enjoying learning as much as i can about everything that speaks to uh uh how you're preparing yourself to move on that's what college is you're preparing yourself for life after college and i think that's a that a, that's a great approach to that student yeah. athletes never never cease to amaze me
2: yeah i mean like you said you're, you're here for four years well some people five or six <laughs> 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 um, but you're here to grow and Yulon's growing um he he, he knows he's going to get a, a master's in, in finance uh and uh in business uh uh so he knows he's gonna find out while he's doing this what he likes, who's gonna help him, how he can help himself and grow. I mean, there's so many people you meet in college that might help you in later in life. Obviously, he wants to play professional basketball. That's what his first goal is, I'm sure. And then after that, he knows he has a he'll have a finance major,
0: which is awesome. I mean, that's like you said, that's what it's all about. Yeah, so. experience as much as you
1: can, and this guy's point meet meet as many people as possible, mm-hmm. talk to as many people as possible. Yeah.
0: What <laughs> makes this
3: the school itself special? I mean, the campus is beautiful. Like, what makes this place special? Uh. It was just unique because coming from, like, a small school, I went to a small Catholic private school. Mm -hmm. So Southern's, like, a big, like, inclusive, diverse university. So, like, just the the campus to be as big as it is and, like, you can walk around and, like, you're in downtown New Haven. Like, a lot of any 10 schools, like, they're not really in, like, cities like this. Like, they're just, like, in, like, towns. And it's not really, like, populated like this. And this is just, like, it's lively around here, like – it's just I don't know. There's not much more that you guys for like on a college campus. It's nice and big. A lot of people here, and it's just like a great environment. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: I mean, like you said, you're you're so close to New Haven. Um, I mean, obviously you were where you are in Massachusetts. I mean, you weren't far from Bo- how far from Boston were you?
3: Like twenty minutes, right?
0: So I mean, being here, you're you're close to going home. You can yep. go to New York City if you really wanted to. Yep. You're close to downtown New Haven, which has tons and tons of stuff to do, which is great. It's a to me, it's it's. Uh,
3: it's a, this is one of the best campuses you, you can be at. It really though. is because it's like it's right in the heart of like New Haven. Like you can go so many different places from just this one location. Like right. It's just I don't know. It's it was like as soon as I stepped in, I was like, oh yeah, like this right. is this is great right here. And speaking of New Haven, it's a great
1: gonna, college city too.
2: Yeah, I mean there's absolutely.
3: like ten colleges right around here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the nightlife, it, it's
1: uh, the museums and everything. But I mean, we're talking museums. about we're talking about New Haven. We're, we have an authority on on this on this topic. What's your favorite New Haven pizza place? Ah, uh, you can't even ask me that, cause <laughs> like,
3: uh, if anybody knows, it's Scott Burrell oh, knows. I love he, pizza. he knows the answer. I love pizza. <laughs> the best pizza, like I don't know, like the the spots are good, like Modern Bar. I don't know. Those is probably like the top two. Pepe's. I like Pepe's, but I don't think it, Modern was probably the best okay. pizza, but. He has a good taste
2: buds. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you win points yeah. on that one, Coach Bro. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. What about you, Coach Bro? What's your number one? I like modern. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I just flavoring. I'm gonna get so hungry right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just ate so much for Thanksgiving yeah. over the last five days. Mm-hmm. But you no, know, yeah, I love modern though. That's good. But I they're, mean, they're all they're all great though. Yeah. they're all great. peppies, is modern, um, bar. They all. I haven't been to Sally's in so long though. So I'm a huge Sally's person. They're my favorite. I just, haven't been there yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They just opened up one in Stanford. So really, I need to check that one out. Huh, yeah. I didn't know that. Speaking about Thanksgiving,
1: you and your team were involved in a, in a phenomenal event last week. For really, the people who, who who don't know about it, the uh, the Connecticut Food Share Stuff a Bus event. Both of yes. you were there. Uh, I know you. You that that meant a great deal to you to be involved with that. We spoke to you about that that day, but but talk about that some more. I mean, just yeah. just the effect it had to, to have your athletes there, to have the staff there, and be involved at, at that level.
2: Well, it was two years ago where, that really touched us. Cause we went up to Rancher Field and did something with UConn, uh, with Food Share. We we gave away food, and we we realized how many people are struggling in this country. And um, we we consider ourselves to uh, ourselves the wealthiest country and the most prosperous, but people are still struggling. And when we went up there to give away food, we saw thousands and thousands of cars you know, driving through. We put food in the back of the car, and then moved on. So with stuff of bus we knew how important it is to try to get more food for situa- situations like that so people can enjoy their holidays. And, and, it's, and it brings life really down to earth. I mean, it brings it back home, how important it is to, to give back. And all our kids, I, I, our coaches love to give back. We need to do more of it. Um, but it's really important to, to show how much you care and, and ha- have compassion for others who are less fortunate.
1: you guys were great too they were right out there oh, yeah. and right outside of shop right or wherever we put them and, I mean you and I mean talk about you. we. I talked to you that day and and um, the leadership that, that you displayed I thought was admirable but but you had some new guys out there and you guys were, were interacting with people and 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 really uh, and really getting into it but but talk
3: about you know with your commitment to that?
1: I mean it's
3: really just about like who you are as a person and just you know, like Coach said, giving back is just like it's such a it's such a compassionate thing to do and just to be able to give your energy and time, like that's that's like the main thing that you can do and just having energy out there. All the guys have smiles on their faces, like you really can't ask for much more than that on like a, a bright morning. So I mean, just kudos to all the guys and it was just it was just a good feeling to get out there and be able to interact with people and just see the less fortunate and be able to, you know, impact somebody like that before the holidays. So just a great event. Well, gentlemen, we thank you for being here. Oh, wait a second. We're not done yet. I going to say.
0: We're
1: not
3: done. So
0: let's do the lightning round. Uh, you may or may not have listened to our podcast before. No, 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 sorry. What
2: I mean, I mean, I have, I have, i, oh, I okay, just forgot good. about <laughs> some things.
0: <laughs> so we
2: I'm always going to
1: say, I mean, last week you cornered me and said you were a little offended you oh, hadn't yeah. been on the podcast, <laughs> the podcast yet.
0: Well, it's because you've never
1: invited them. Not Thanks. me. Uh, I, it's
0: you're the you're the inviter of of podcast. The booker. Yes. you yeah, the, the booker. We uh, we always end every podcast with what we call a rapid fire round. So we ask uh, a couple random questions, and that's want the first answer that comes to your mind. Hmm. Sound good? Oh, so Ewan's going to give the first answer. Coach Burrell's going to give the second answer. Uh, Just ready? You remember it's getting recorded. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yulin, ready? What is one food you cannot do without?
3: Not do without. You have pizza.
0: to have it. Pizza. Okay. Yeah. Coach Burrell.
2: I love lasagna, but I know I can't eat it because I'll get too big. But <laughs> I would say sushi or pizza. Sushi or pizza. Good answers. What's your go-to sushi order? A spicy yellow, uh, spicy jalapeno, jalapeno yellowtail roll. Oh. I don't oh, need sushi. Right, right. So don't it, All right. You really don't need spice in there because if you have jalapenos in it, it's going right. to be spicy. Right, so. right, right, right. Yellowtail jalapeno roll. Nice. Yeah. All
3: right. Nice. Yulin, your favorite music artist? Favorite music? I don't know. I listen to I listen to so many different things. Give me a couple of them, then that's fine. Uh like you're uh, getting ready for a game. What are you listening to?
0: What's in the right. headphones? What's going on in the headphones?
3: Uh, I'm listening to. Buy some little Baby. But honestly, I listen to, like, a lot of artists from, like, the Detroit area. So, like, probably before a game, that's what I'm listening to. Okay. Someone from Detroit. Okay. Coach Perel?
2: I, I'm the same way. I just, nothing really. I, I, I just, if I'm driving home, I'm either talking to my family or talking mm-hmm. to people about, you know, work and stuff like that. So, I really don't listen to a lot of music anymore. When I played, I listened to more music. So, yeah, i had DMX back in the day when I played and stuff like that, but.
0: So I've had the pleasure of being in a car ride with you, and I will say your music spans every genre-type music yeah. possible.
2: I, keep, I want to keep everyone happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to be biased on what music I like. I want no, to be happy. it was great. Thank it was you. great. When, uh, I just want, when were you in my car? Uh, <laughs> we, we went somewhere together. Oh, oh, oh. Me, you, oh, and the finance guy. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That was> <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you Lynn, your
3: favorite movie. You moved on quick at that. <laughs> <on> that <trip. laughs> uh, favorite movie? You asking? You asking hard questions. Mm-hmm. Favorite movie has to be Roll Bounce. I said this in. A, I feel like I said this in an interview before. It has to be Roll Bounce. That's my favorite. Okay. movie. Okay, all right.
2: Saw that one. Coach my Bob. favorite movie. Probably, uh, I forgot the name of the movie. It was with uh, Kevin Costner. He was the head of the FBI or or DEA agent. It's an old movie. Okay. And uh, something back that way. Untouchables.
0: Untouchables. I I
2: love the Untouchables. Elliot Ness. Yeah, Elliot Ness, yes. Okay. It's not my favorite, but that's one that I remember really well. Robert De Niro
1: played Al Capone.
2: Yeah, Black Panther. I mean, those were another great one. But there's a lot of great movies. There is too many great movies. Yeah.
0: Ulan, uh give me your favorite basketball memory.
3: Favorite basketball memory? Uh, probably winning a state championship, and honestly, when like the way Coach Burrell offered me, like that was like a, a like a special moment, yeah. like in time for me. Like it was just like a crazy, sure. a crazy moment. So that's like that's definitely my top two.
0: That's awesome, Coach Burrell. Your favorite basketball moment? You got a lot of them.
2: Yeah. I was getting a head coaching job is probably one of them, because it's hard. That's really hard to, to come by and get one. Um, I would say winning a Big East championship at UConn, being the first Big East championship team there, and uh, probably winning the NBA championship.
0: Yeah, I think those are yeah. all. Those are all good ones. Yeah. What about the pass?
2: Yeah, I mean that's up there, but I think those three are, are life changing. You know, it, it's yeah, those three are life changing though, because um, when you when, it, when you win a Big East championship, you leave a legacy. When you win NBA finals, no one can ever take that away from you. And you're on one of the best teams in the world. Ever. And, yeah, <laughs> and every, and it's hard, like I said, it's hard to get a coaching job and just forge enough and blessed to, to get the opportunity to do that.
0: We're glad we have you here. So, oh, so here sweet. we go. Come Hardest on. question we're going to ask you guys. So this is going to require a little thinking. Oh, boy. We you get to go to dinner. Four people can come to dinner with you. They could be dead or alive. Who are the four dead people you're taking alive. to the dinner party? Who are the four people? Well, John Bon Jovi there. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a little Bon Jovi. Who are your four? Could be anybody. Could be famous. Could be relatives. Could be friends. Could be anybody.
2: Four, Four might be a lot.
0: Yeah, but you could, I think we could fill four.
1: At least four give us three. Before, before so four. We
2: play golf. Play golf
1: <laughs> See, we get, we get on the other end. People run out of people. Yeah, yeah. Like, they want another seat at the yeah.
3: table. Now, now, four four is tight. Yeah. Five five is five is good. Four, though, I need Michael Jackson there. I need LeBron. I need Martin Luther King. Hmm.
2: Those are three good ones. Was it? Yeah.
3: I told you, it gets hard. And that four... Probably has to go to like Nipsey Hospital.
2: Okay. Before. All right.
3: Four good people.
0: Those are those are good. Coach Burrell, who are you for? Uh,
2: President Obama. Okay. Martin Luther King. My mom and dad, because they would love to meet them.
0: That'd be awesome. That's so. uh, the family's, the, that's the big theme generally is, is family with those kinds of questions. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, we really appreciate you guys being here today. Um, I know that I'm. Unbelievably excited for Wednesday. I get. I don't even. I'm not even playing, and I'm. You amped have goosebumps up.
2: right now. I'm looking yeah, at you. Yeah, I
0: went. I just
2: look at your that face. That school you across.
0: Have the, on your face. That school over there is <laughs> not my favorite. So. Well, once again, we have
1: the whiteout night. Seven thirty here at the James Moore Fieldhouse. Um, uh, first two hundred and fifty in attendance get an official Owls towel. But if there are, we'll grab you the Owls towel.
0: I'll grab you a towel. Well, I just thought if it's a whiteout, you get t- white T-shirts. I maybe I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Uh, well have to find out for you. Yeah, I mean we only know so much. Yeah, I
2: mean <laughs> You guys are in charge of everything. I thought maybe you guys would well, know. not you everything. Are, you guys are assistant. well, you're the AD. i D. I'm from not what the I'm, from what uh, I'm hearing, you're the AD. That's a whole director. story
0: for another day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're telling people <me> you're
0: the <laughs> A D. Oh that's awesome. Well guys, once again, you and Coach Burrell, thanks for being here. This was awesome. Thanks Ken for having us. Rocked Thank another one. Thank you so one. much. Thank you guys very, very much. Fair, Wednesday. Is
2: the most fun I've ever had on the podcast.
3: Now, this was this was real fun right <laughs> here. I can't even lie. This was fun.
2: <laughs> I saw you
0: did there, Coach Bro. I got it. No, it's, <laughs> I got it's it. Done. I didn't do anything. Wednesday night. Make sure you guys get out to Moore Fieldhouse. Women, 530, men, 730. we got to pack this place. Thanks for listening. All or Nothing Podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, Ooh. review, follow.
3: Ooh. Yeah. Oh, owls. Be <laughs> there Wednesday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hooty-hoo. <laughs> Pack it, pack it.